0: The school is out, which means it's time for High Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids show on 101.9 Hi FM. Thank you for choosing High Kids on High FM. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm 10 years old and I'll be hosting for you today. This is High Kids, for kids 5Kids. Coming up on this very jam-packed show on High Kids today, I'll be interviewing Dan Matapole. He is from the South African National Space Agency. So stay tuned to 101.9 High FM. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Dan.
1: Good afternoon, Michelle, to you. How are you? I am feeling fantastic.
0: Okay, let's go. Are you ready for the questions? Born ready. Okay, let's do this. All right. What do you do at Sansa?
1: My title is Science Advancement Manager, so I do space awareness and education for Mm. diverse audiences.
0: That's so cool. (laughs) Yes. What is a space scientist, which I'm thinking is what you do?
1: Yes, I am a space scientist, so I studied physics and satellite engineering. Uh-huh. so I work with satellites and satellite technology. I used to track satellites for a living for about seven years.
0: Oh, that's a long time <laughs>
1: yes yes so i I would be using an antenna like the one you see, yeah on the dish of uh, on the roof of your house
0: uh-huh
1: We have bigger ones
0: oh that's
1: and that's the ones we the use. The ones
0: on our roof are big, so I'm pretty sure the ones that you have are
1: bigger. So the one you have on the roof of a house is like 1.2, two meters that's in so diameter. Big. Yes. And the one we have is like 10 meters sometimes. <laughs> Whoa, bigger. that's so yes. big. Yes. All
0: right. What does SANS stand for?
1: SANS stands for the South African National Space Agency. Yeah. So it's an agency of the South African government. Yes, yes
0: And what do they do there?
1: We work with satellites for various benefits For example, at Sansa Earth Observation, where I come from in Pretoria We use Mm -hmm. satellites in outer space to observe the Earth You see, we humans can only see in what we call the visible spectrum
0: Which is like the stars at night
1: Which is where you see color Uh. where you see color, and then satellites give us the ability to see beyond what our eyes can Uh. see. Uh, Like at night, we we can't see at night, but satellites like radar satellites can see through the darkness and they Uh can see through clouds, for example. So we use satellites for many things. We use satellites for telecommunication. Yeah. You watch television?
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, you watch the World Cup live on yeah. television while it's playing in Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's because of satellites that we are able oh. to see that live and that's not recorded. That's very clever. Yes.
0: So where is Sansa located?
1: The head office of Sansa is at the Innovation Hub in Pretoria, yeah, but with, <laughs> with divisions in other facilities like Hermanas in the Western Cape yeah. and Hatibia's Hook in Gauteng closer to the northwest uh,
0: province (laughs) when you were growing up did you want to be a space scientist if not what did you want to be and why
1: I didn't even know there was such a thing as a space scientist I just wanted to be
0: I didn't know there was a space scientist (laughs) so now
1: (laughs) I was just a kid. I wanted to have the best and coolest toys. I wanted to have a car like my dad. I wanted to to have all the money in the world to buy chocolate and to drink. Yeah. You know. uh, Cold drink. Well, I wanted to drink condensed milk. (laughs) Believe it or not. So when my mom used to bake, I I would be in the kitchen and they would send me to go. Give me
0: some condensed
1: milk. (laughs) So I would (laughs) just... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yes.
0: Mm. So why did you want to become a space scientist?
1: I didn't even know that was an option. So I studied physics and mathematics oh, yeah? at university. So, uh, when I was doing my honours, I heard of an opportunity at Stellenbosch University in 1999, uh-huh. the same year that the, un- that the university launched South Africa's first satellite Ooh. in 1999. So the opportunity was to take graduates in in, in With a bachelor of science, which was yeah. what I had, into the engineering field and introduce them to space,
0: uh-huh. and prepare
1: them for a space oh, yeah. agency yeah. that was to be formed. And it took ten years before that space agency came. So, about.
0: how long have you been doing this?
1: I've been in the space industry for the last nineteen years, since the year two thousand and one. Oh, that's a
0: long time.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Um, what is a salad? Satellite and what is it used for?
1: To make it easier, let me put it this way. There are two types of satellites. There are satellites that are natural. We find them in nature. No one has made that satellite. Earth is one of them.
0: Uh So
1: you live on a satellite called Earth. All the planets, Mars, all of them that are orbiting around the sun, they are satellites, yes. Then, of course, they have inspired what we call man-made satellites that we human beings, engineers, scientists, technicians come together and create this piece yeah. of machine and we call it a satellite. It used to be as big as, as a bus and nowadays we have satellites that are the size of a loaf of bread.
0: Yeah. Yes. But they're very clever.
1: <laughs> very clever, very intelligent, just yeah. like your cell phone they can give you. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: What is a geostationary earth orbit?
1: You see, when you watch DSTV through that dish connected to your decoder, yeah, that dish is receiving signals from about 36,000 kilometers away.
0: Whoa. Just
1: to make it more visual, from here, from Cape Town to Egypt, yeah. It's about 7,000 kilometers. So yeah. you go to Egypt, back, Egypt, back, Egypt the fifth time, then you are close to where that satellite <laughs> yeah. is. So that is a geostationary satellite. It's, it's because its orbit is designed such that uh, it is so far away from the earth that it takes exactly 24 hours to complete one orbit um. around the earth. So... To an observer on Earth, this satellite, if you could see it with a naked eye, it looks like yeah. it's not moving. Yet it's moving very fast. Mm. But it's so far away. That's why the dish on the roof of your house doesn't move. Ah. Because it's receiving a signal from a satellite that is almost synchronized. It is actually synchronized yeah. through the rotation of the Earth around its axis.
0: So, But if the satellite in space or wherever it is moves, Mm. then why doesn't the one on our roof move?
1: It is moving. They are both moving. Remember, even now you and I are moving. The earth is rotating. So (laughs) the earth is moving, but the movement is slow to our eyes. So we perceive it as if it's not moving, and that's where we can come up with all sorts of errors from that assumption. It actually is moving. And it takes 24 hours to complete one movement around its axis. Uh, yes.
0: Ooh, okay. Yes. So how far is the sun from the earth and will it ever move closer? Hmm,
1: the second part, I don't know. But the sun is 150 million kilometers away from the earth.
0: That's so far.
1: So... Yeah, that's, that's very far. It's far enough for the sun to provide us with energy uh, that sustains us so and not harm us.
0: So if it was further, then we wouldn't have any sun. But if it was closer, then we would be too hot.
1: If it was further, there would be disadvantages we suffering. But if it was closer, we would definitely have a lot more disadvantages, including... Uh, yeah you know, the burning up, and uh, I'm sure our atmosphere wouldn't be protecting us as yeah. much as it is doing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: What is cl- closer to the Earth, the moon or the sun?
1: Oh, the moon is our neighbour. It's, yeah. it's by the way, the moon is a satellite as well. Uh-huh. Because, like, the Earth is orbiting around the sun, the moon is, the moon is orbiting around the Earth. Oh. And by definition, any Object that orbits around another object is called a satellite. Oh. Yes, whether it's natural or man-made.
0: Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yes, yes. Does global warming have any effect on the signals from the satellites? Because we all know how bad the global warming is.
1: Well, if weather has an impact on the signal of a satellite, then. Global warming leads to increases in temperature, so uh. I imagine that there would be more severe, uh, 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 you know, technolo- uh, Sorry, climate changes, yeah. uh, and therefore that would mean that temper- as temperatures go up, humidity goes up, and the set of circumstances needed uh, by yeah. the signal to travel would change. Definitely. So it will definitely have an impact, not a direct one, maybe, but maybe over the long term, yeah.
0: Say like the the ozone layer sort of like breaks. (laughs) Would um would would like man be able to like help with that or something? Would like humans be able to help with that or something, or would it just like the whole world collapse?
1: Well, we are partly responsible for what is happening yeah. to the, to that, uh, ozone layer. Human activities. We, yeah. I ask you, Michelle, what kind of car do you want to have? You're likely going to say it's a V8 by table with a table, you know, to, to power <laughs> it. And when it goes, ah, I want my friends to look at me. But what we don't realise is that those engines are emitting a lot of carbon into the atmosphere yeah. and that accumulates causes a lot of damage, which is increasingly making life difficult, even the oh production yeah. of our food.
0: Mm.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Do you wish to go to space and why?
1: I actually have a goal. So I'm 43 years old. On Friday was my birthday, oh by yeah? the way. The Happy sixth. birthday. It's we'll a Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a bit late, but...
1: It's yeah. a dream of mine to go to outer space. I probably won't become an astronaut. And we're having an astronaut coming to South Africa next week, Monday. Uh, Dr. Don Thomas from America. He was a former NASA astronaut. I want to go and experience it for myself because I've read so much about it and it fascinates me. Yeah. And I believe as technology improves, we'll be able to go have breakfast in space and come yeah. back.
0: um, Like planets and space Fascinates my dad as well He's very into this (laughs) What's the best part of your job?
1: Talking to young people Yeah Helping to shape The thinking of young people And Yeah by so doing, shape the future of this country and continent.
0: So this must be very fun for you.
1: <laughs> I enjoy it, and it makes me feel younger and stay younger forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What's the worst part of your job?
1: I have children, so I get to travel a lot, and my children obviously miss me. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't get to watch Zootopia with them every, <laughs> every evening. So yes, yeah. yeah uh, the the the. The travel is fantastic but yeah the the, the over traveling can be too uh, yeah. much and the body doesn't like it as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright, on that note let's take a quick song break and we will be back soon. You're listening to Hi Kids on one oh one point nine High FM This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Michelle Fan and you are still listening to the High Kids Show on one oh one point nine High Fm. In studio with me is Dan Mazzapole. If you have any questions for him, you can send them on three four five one nine or telegram to O six one eight nine five one oh one nine or call on O one oh one four oh three oh two oh. Now let's carry on with the questions. Why can we see the moon the moon in the day and night, but we can't see the sun in the night?
1: The moon is a satellite of the earth, so it is orbiting around the earth. That's why we all, we can see it throughout the day. But the sun, we see it when the part of the earth that we live on is Mm. exposed to the sun. Ah, And because the sun, the earth is rotating, around its axis it yeah. exposes different parts of itself to the Sun uh, yeah. so when our part is moved away from the Sun we cannot see the Sun it's dark uh,
0: yeah. yes what do you need to study to become a space scientist
1: there are m- there are many many disciplines in the space science field I mean you can become you can study like me, to become a space scientist, physics and mathematics at school, and that opens up a lot of opportunities to get into space science uh, yeah yes, nowadays, we even have computer science, which opens up opportunities for software engineering, programming the satellite to do certain things at particular time So you can study a diverse subjects, but sciences. Oh uh, yeah. Yes.
0: Where would you recommend people to study this if this is what they wanted to do?
1: In South Africa there are some Specialist universities, and like I said, Stellenbosch University is the first university to launch a satellite Mm -hmm. in South Africa. There is a program that we run at Cape Peninsula University of Technology, Uh. which has actually just uh, developed the satellite that we launched in December. We have a brand new satellite that is orbiting around the Earth. It's the size of a loaf of bread, and it's monitoring our oceans. Uh, Yes. Oh,
0: that's so cool Yes If, and a very big if You could travel to any planet Which one would it be and why?
1: Well, it would have to be I wouldn't say which planet I would say it would have to be one that can support life uh-huh. And that's the big research question in space But so like,
0: isn't that Earth?
1: Earth so far is the only one that we know of for sure And Mm -hmm. that we've tested for thousands if not millions of years. Mm -hmm. But Mars is the next frontier. They were talking about making humanity a multi-planet species. Yeah, wasn't
0: there like a thing where something went there like a satellite?
1: Rover was landed there. Curiosity was its name. And it's to gather intelligence, to develop, gather samples to see if the environment would support plant growth. Would it support life? Can a human being breathe? You know, oh, yeah. if, even in outer space, we did send a dog first, and a chimpanzee. What, what was his
0: name again? I, I learned Sam, this last year. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. yes there, there I was learned that last
1: year. In Russia, in fact, I was in Moscow the other time, and there's a dog called Laika there. That's 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 the dog yeah. that they sent and yeah. we didn't die and they had to yeah. kill it. Yeah.
0: Does South Africa have any astronauts or had any astronauts?
1: Well, there's a man called Mark Shuttleworth. He went to the International Space Station around 2003. Oh, yeah. So he was South African and yeah. so far did he make it? He did, and he came back, and he's mm. a very rich man. He's a very rich man who paid for his ticket to space Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't call him an astronaut but he went to outer space so he's a tourist that's exactly what I want to do before I'm 50
0: so but isn't somebody who went to space an astronaut
1: well if they come from Africa we now even want to call ourselves Afronauts (laughs) 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 because to, to capture the essence of The fact that it's Africa that has gone there. There are several missions that have Africans participating to go. And, uh, yeah, they would be astronauts. But, yeah, we want to call ours Afronaut. (laughs) At the moment, we don't have an astronaut program, but we partner with agencies that do. Uh, uh, Japan, you know, China. We work with all the other space agencies around the world.
0: Uh, What cool gadgets do you get to work with?
1: You know, when you, when you go to the airport and you wanna check out aeroplanes, they take you to the simulator. I have got to play with satellite simulation software, which simulates the movement of satellites. And when, when I was tracking them, I got to know where they are at any point. During their oh, yeah. orbit around the earth, which countries they are passing over, such that if I was in mission control, mm-hmm. I would task the satellite to take a picture of Namibia or Argentina oh. or any part of the world. Yeah. Yes, yes. So circle. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Have you had a favorite project you worked on? Oh, yes. What is it and why?
1: The Northwest Informal Settlement Upgrade Project. My favorite by far. What is that and why? So, so when, before the space agency, we used to work, I used to work for the CSIR. We migrated out of the CSIR into Sansa in 2011. So this project was about using satellite technology to monitor informal settlements, what we popularly call Mikuku, uh, informal settlements where people live uh, without proper planning and things like that. So Mm -hmm. we use satellite technology to monitor that for the whole province. Northwest still remains the number one uh, in in terms of informal settlements. So that was cool because it linked human experience that does sound
0: so cool. with satellite
1: oh, space. Yeah.
0: That actually sounds so cool.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Do you ever travel to fun and exciting places to learn more about space science and technology?
1: This is one of the greatest benefits I've had. The ability to travel uh, to other parts of the world. I've been to all the six continents uh, of the world thanks to space science and technology. I went. My first trip was to Australia to go and, stu- and study space weather forecasting, wow. where we study the sun twenty-four hours a day using spacecraft out there close to the sun, observing the sun twenty-four hours a day, uh-huh. and giving us information because it travels at the speed of light. The the whatever solar flares are ejected from uh-huh. the sun, so eight minutes later they will be here.
0: So, will you explain to our listeners what a solar flare is?
1: It is. Energy, high energy that is ejected by the sun, yeah, and as it leaves the sun, it, it causes all sorts of Gas? changes um. in its, as it interacts, particularly when it comes to our atmosphere, yeah. it interacts with gases that are in our atmosphere, and what it does is it ionizes these gases and creates a layer of ionized gas, and this layer can be used for high-frequency communication by Mm. the military, and it's old technology. It's been here with us for a long time.
0: How do you stop a solar flare?
1: You don't stop it. Mm. That's why we study them. We observe them, and we want to develop intelligence around how often they come up, And when are the peak periods and what kind of damage can they cause? And how do we protect our technologies in space and on earth as well? I'm
0: guessing it can do a lot of damage. (laughs) It
1: can definitely cause a lot of damage and interruption to our modern ways of communications Mm. and transmission lines and aeroplanes. Yeah. Pilots can get affected by high levels of radiation. So that's why they need to routinely go for radiation dose checks.
0: If you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be and why?
1: My words would be science, education, and innovation.
0: So, I'm pretty sure you're all three of those, but what is innovation?
1: Innovation is the ability to do things better, to develop better ways of doing things. For example, when... Through technological advancement, we hear that a farmer in Europe can produce more food per hectare than without technology. Oh, yeah. So technology gives the farmer the innovative edge. But innovation can also come from certain ways of thinking. Yeah. Yes, shifting certain paradigms and thinking differently about the same thing. You you see how in farming we produce food, yeah. and we think we need the soil to produce food, and then they come up with greenhouse. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, greenhouse. The, yeah,
1: yeah. The the inside a temperature controlled environment, we can produce more food and mimic the real natural environment and yeah. produce more. Mm. Yes, without soil. That's
0: so clever. Yes. Does your family think you have a cool job? Because I really do.
1: My kids think I have the coolest job in the world. And one of them said to me, Daddy, when I grow up, I want to be like you. I said, no, don't be like me. Be better than me. Yeah. Because then you get to step on my shoulders and be better than me.
0: What's the best and easiest part of your job?
1: The best part of my job other than interacting with young people is sharing the insights that you develop as you study space science. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, one thing I did say that I'm not an astronomer earlier on, but one thing I've learned is that the universe that we live in, it's so big that we, we think we, we understand it. We haven't even discovered half of it. So one, one astrophysicist said, We are as complex as the universe because there is an entire universe locked up within us, waiting to be discovered and explored.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's very clever, actually. What is the worst and most difficult part of your job?
1: The... You see, when I do outreach, space awareness and education in the rural parts of our country... Mm Mm-hmm. I get to shed a few tears because I discover that not all children in South Africa <coughs> have access to the same facilities yeah. and there are children who don't even have a laboratory and this is one of the reasons why I decided that I would rather be dealing with education and outreach than be sitting in laboratories and working on the latest research and development technologies Oh uh, yeah yes.
0: What do you do for fun?
1: I travel and I start businesses. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh,
0: traveling sounds
1: fun. Sounds fun. Yeah. So I get to I get to start businesses with no money, and I get yeah. to apply mathematics and divide by zero.
0: That does sound that's fascinating, fun.
1: Fascinating. <laughs> fascinating.
0: Are there any special programs for kids at Sansa?
1: We have several programs that are geared for young kids. Uh, firstly, we have a science center in Hermanas In the Western Cape mm-hmm. My colleague looks after that And she does a fantastic job with kids You get sure. to, You get to taste space food sometimes yeah. Because we have access to that We also have a facility in Hattibia's Wook So we invite you to visit And see the big dishes that are much bigger Than mm. the one on your parents' yeah. roof And see how technology gets, really Comes cool. together to give us Power in the palm of our hands By the way, space gives you the whole world in the palm of your hands through cell yeah. phone so some apps in here that allow you to see america now
0: mm-hmm. that
1: allow you to study any part of the world without having to physically be there yeah
0: that's,
1: i think that yeah, is cool it is cool i think that is cool
0: this has been hi kids for kids back it's my name is michelle fan and i'm 10 years old Thank you to my guest, Dan Matsapole for coming on High Kids. And thank you to my producer, Senna, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another High Kids show, only on 101.9 High FM. Goodbye, kids.